I should have got a drink downstairs and went. Where are you? In Philadelphia. Oh. It's actually my first time ever in Philadelphia. Hmm. I didn't realize their stadium looked like an Xbox. It's like black. Well, almost like black scales-ish kind of thing. And then it's got these neon green, not neon, but like these like thin LED green lights, kind of like angled down all all around it and stuff. Wouldn't I mean, it looks down and yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, I hate to admit it because it's the fucking Eagles and I right. hate everything about them, but it it looks cool and like yeah, modern, like a cool modern stadium. Right. The yeah. one time that I went to Philly, Lincoln Financial Field, the, I believe they call it the Link. I think they call it the Link. <laughs> Um, no, the one time I went to Philly, it was in 99 and I went to the, I went to watch a Phillies game at the old baseball stadium. It was like one of those old donut stadiums, but they still had the old basketball arena kind of in the same parking lot. So you had the baseball stadium. I went to the game and then there was the basketball stadium. The spectrum was in the same parking lot. And then they had the Rocky statue. Okay. There. I'm imagining then like this is because I did see like the baseball stadium was next to the link. Now that's in... a new so they they knocked down the old stadium and they built a new baseball stadium. I think they built a new basketball arena. I don't know if the if it's all in the same area, but I know it was a big area yeah. where they had the old spectrum and the old it's not far from the airport either. Not the new stadiums. It was a good cheesesteak in the stadium though. Gotta say oh, yeah? it's pretty good. I had a cheesesteak egg roll for oh. dinner. Hmm. Not bad. I feel the like egg roll it... part was better. Like I, I like the like... actual skin. Yeah, because like well, in the egg roll boudin, the egg roll. You ever got that from Billy's? Well, be. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like if you're gonna get a cheesesteak, you gotta go. There's Pat's and there's the one right across the street, Gino's. Those are the two cheesesteaks that are like the the shrimp po' boy of Philadelphia, apparently. Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah, Pat. But, uh, that last name McCrotch. <laughs> and his brother was, Phil. Phil. I, was, I was gonna say. I thought his name was Phil. <laughs> To the Dome Patrol podcast. I'm kind of excited. It's almost like a first ever episode. <laughs> it's like the 200th premiere. True 200th premiere. This it's is every 100... episode is a premiere episode. Yeah, the 137th <laughs> and, uh, episode special. <laughs> Random. Well, that yeah. was the old Simpsons. Oh, they did do it. Yeah. See, they're, they're genius. That was back right. when uh, uh, probably Conan O'Brien was involved or something. The best year. I think he only he only wrote no he wrote for the Simpsons one year. He only wrote for the first couple of years before he did his own. But he I think he was involved in the monorail episode. Yes, yes, that's his claim to fame. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he but was I think only... he wrote for the Simpsons one year, or was it SNL for one year? It was one of the. If only there was a device. Um, right. If only there was something called Wikipedia. How many years did Conan? O'Brien. Where did he go work. first? Was he at Simpsons first and then SNL, or was he? No, at he SNL was at SNL first. 
Okay, so he, he was a writer for SNL from 1988 to 1991. Okay. And then he was a Simpsons writer producer from 91 to 93. And then he had his, his show. And then he did his show 93 so was, to 09. So oh, I didn't he, realize he did his show all the way up to 09. That makes sense. Well, but remember, does that does that count the Tonight Show too, or is that just late No, late? the Tonight Show was 09 and 10. Got it. And then yeah, he then moved to Conan from 10 to 21. Got it. And then from 2018 to present, he does Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. It's a podcast, which I can't believe that I don't subscribe to that because he has good I know. I don't I'm, know what I'm... You know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Yep. I'm doing it right <laughs> You know this what? Is live. For all those of you who are listening, don't stop live. listening and don't unsubscribe to us. You can actually subscribe to more podcasts than one at the time. Now, you can only listen to one at a time. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Needs a friend. I can't believe we never subscribed uh, as much as and, we. Oh, and I, I thought about it because I, you know, he'll post when he gets good guests, and like he's got great guests. Like this is going to be the one where like I was. Well, late he's a good interviewer. The, yeah, but I was also like I was late to the. Um, Ooh, Larry David. Yeah, I I just saw that the 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 fly on the wall. So I subscribed late but then i went back and just listened to older ones because it was a good guess so conan's gonna have a lot yeah. of good guests on it so yeah right, um, i'm following now i'm actually let, let's let's follow this rabbit hole for a minute because that's the kind of episode this is gonna be this is jason and jeff after dark oh so we're not gonna do it it's a <laughs> well it's a dawn patrol after dark or what remember the back in the was it the late 80s Maybe 90s, but more 80s. It was uh, Rhonda something up, up all night. All night. <laughs> USA is up all night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched. All it. you old listeners are going to know what we're talking about. Rhonda Shear from New Orleans. Yes, that's right. Was was that a New Orleans show or was it from no. out, like out of New Orleans or she moved? No, she she went it to. It wasn't like a Morgus. You remember Morgus? Oh, I remember Morgus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. That was a New Orleans institution. Right, that was a New Orleans show. She just happened to be it was, from New Orleans, right, like local moved on to Hollywood. Yes, yes, but yes, I watched up all night. A lot. She was like the classy Chris Owens, or the yeah, well, the not Chris creepy Owens classy, Chris Owens. But Chris Owens was. Uh, she just looked creepy. A stripper. <laughs> I mean, Rhonda Shear did pose in Playboy. Did she? Oh, okay. Oh, you haven't seen all it. Right. No, <laughs> I think you might be able to Google such things. <laughs> I don't need to. It's okay. <laughs> that's that's. After I'll take your you, word for it. <laughs> that, that's when you hang up. I mean, you are in a hotel room that's after all. <laughs> Jesus, this uh, is what the show is about. This is, it. This, about is the show. this is the show. This is the show. This is what makes the show the show. This is don't. What is it? What are we calling it? Don't patrol after dark. Don't patrol after dark with Jeff and Jason. It's like the classic original Dome Patrol shenanigans where would you it, we're not necessarily talking about the Saints. They might sleep in a little bit. <laughs> they might slip in. They might they might we might slip it in. Whoa, that, that, that felt like a saint. That's right. <laughs> You're not gonna give your word on the street. Gonna get your dick sucking for a dollar you can stick furniture in my ass. Okay, so on this Conan, yeah, he's got I'm definitely listening to the Larry David. Which, by the way, another podcast. Up? Am I caught up on Curb? Your enthusiasm, new season. It, no, it started. Yeah, this, we're already three episodes in. Fucking a! That's what I'm doing after this. Fuck Ron Bashir. 
<laughs> oh, and then yeah. that loud when I watch some curves. <laughs> That's the, that's the show. That's that's, that's that's the kind of show it is. It's that's it. Don't patrol after dark. That's it. It's after dark. We also have to say that every anytime like something funny happens. Just a reminder: this is after dark. <laughs> oh, that's it. That was good too. The way it was. Right. You have to have the after dark voice. Yeah. That's yeah. what we did back in the day. Like a little sweaty balls mm-hmm. type of voice. So you got okay, Larry David Curb. Okay, no, what I was gonna say is so. Uh, I don't know the actor and actress's name, but they play Jeff and oh Jeff his Garland wife. and Susie. I Jeff think and Susie. Actually... I don't know the actors' names. I actually think their, <laughs> their actual names, names are Jeff. Their and character Susie. names are their names. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, they are hosting a new podcast where the idea is that you go back and you rewatch Curb from episode one. And then, like, you listen to episode one, and then you listen to the podcast about episode one, and then episode two, and you listen to the episode for episode two kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of talk about, like, how the show was made and all, just little stories behind and all that. And they kind of walk through all the episodes and give you some behind the scenes type of information or whatever. Pretty cool. Uh, I've only done one episode so far. Oh. And I watched the original first pilot, like, the first episode that aired on HBO. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it looked like something you and I might have recorded with our fucking home VHS camera. Uh, like, and the audio was just as bad. And I'm like, this was HBO. <laughs> was there a bus full of kids in the next morning that showed nope, up in the background? Was... <laughs> no? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, it is interesting you mention that because I know like, they had the Office Ladies podcast, Angela and Pam you know, they're Jenna. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Angela. Her name actually is Angela Kinsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did their show when they would go back and talk. That's the, the, the thing. We're only allowed to talk about shows where actors portray the character that has the same name. As oh, their well, name. what's interesting. So there's that podcast. Conan. There, <laughs> oh, well, well, there was Boston. also a podcast called Zack to the Future where Mark Paul Gosselar and a writer of the reboot of Saved by the Bell would go back and watch an old Say by the Bell episode and talk about it because apparently he never went back and watched the episodes until oh, wow until like this Mark rewatch Paul? yeah now that went on for a while and then I think once they started to do the reboot it kind of stopped and they haven't gotten back to it since but they yeah. covered they covered a lot of ground but it is interesting now granted it's a totally different show but it's you know when you're trying to I don't find know if I could go back and watch a Say by the Bell but I I sure would like to hear maybe a couple his, episodes his of perspective the, yeah. Well, it was interesting. Like there, they at some point, I think it was IFC at that at the time was running old Saved by the Bell episodes, and I watched. You know, I, at this point, I've seen every Saved by the Bell episode because when it yeah. came on reruns, early, so at least sure. I knew the basics of the episode. Right now, not the details, yeah. but you know, if I saw one that was like, oh, I think this is coming up on it, I would watch it just to kind of get a refresher. But um, wow. yeah, it, interesting. All right. Well, then, yeah. I, oh, I can't wait to watch the new Curb. And sad that it's the last Curb. But if you think about it, Curb's been on for twenty something 20, years. Now, yeah. now, granted, there were there were gaps in between, but I mean, yeah. it's it's still just as I have. So, so Larry David did it before Stranger Things. Oh, the big break. Well, that's that's a knock on that's a knock on Stranger Things for waiting two and a half well, years between seasons. Well, um, also, I you want to blame COVID, but. There is Rider some COVID. Strike. You also had the writer strike, but no, just it, streaming shows in general 
there's a yeah it's different it's not like hey here we're gonna have a tv season from september to may and then there's a summer break for three months and then you're coming back whereas for streaming right. well plus with the binge model it's like all right you get eight, eight episodes and then in a year and a half all right now we're back like it's it's almost like you forget the character the characters there's so much time yeah. between shows you forget everything and it kind of it hurts to me it hurts it because you don't remember like i remember well, like it, when- you almost that's why like I know what you're saying, because like we're into more anthologies now because of that. Like Fargo. I mean, it is, you know, like the quali- it's, it's weird. Detective. They've they've shortened the seasons, but they've improved the quality. There are, there isn't as yeah. much quote yeah. unquote filler, right? But but the space- like you could take Fringe for example, because I know you're rewatching Fringe right now, and I recently did just finished season twenty two episodes a season because, and I think you could tell that's you could do fringe and give it the exact same whatever you need with probably 11 episodes a season you know what i mean a yeah. full hour you know right. you know 45 to, to 55 minute episode like I with think no commercials like and, and good... up the production value 12 is probably Which a good doesn't... sweet spot. And there was an article in The Ringer today because True Detective just ended the new season and that was only six episodes. And it's like, it felt like it was kind of crammed in there and rushed. Whereas, yeah, six is and, and, not enough. What, and, like, and that's limited of, series. Right, well, well, not Feeling. quite quite as limited, but yeah. but they So they looked at the trend of, as we've gotten into streaming and we've gotten away from the standard tv model of hey 22 episodes yeah break it out a lot of filler you shorten it and really it seems like 10 is probably the sweet spot but like they then they looked at a bunch of the six season two and look uh the mcu a lot of their disney plus shows were six episodes and yeah those just felt either they either they tried to cram a, a See, i feel like they're rushed i feel like six in the marvel world it's just <laughs> not, not universe marvel world the world it's, is different. yeah it's uh it's the multiverse i think it's, the, the like what was it like loki Loki's i mean you know, i would say loki, loki season was good two was but, but, what it needed Loki's to be yeah i didn't feel like it was both Loki seasons were good but like falcon yeah. and winter soldier was six it just felt like a movie stretched to six episodes i mean some like even well, like if you're talking, Kenobi, if you're look, that's the way i look at it is some of them feel even like a with movie a 10 stretch you ever saw like that joke a, the meme where it's like, do you want to watch a movie? And it's like, no, I don't really like, like they, I don't want to commit like two hours to watching something. And it's like, okay, would you like to binge a 10 hour movie? Yes. Via, vis-a-vis 10 episodes. And you will sit there and watch all 10 episodes back to back to back to back. So you don't want to commit to a movie. So you pick a series and then you actually binge all 10 hours. I'm okay with and that's the way I look at it, like going back to Stranger Things and you have to wait two and a half years or whatever or a year and a half between seasons. I almost at this point, I don't think of things as a, a TV show anymore. You're just you're getting Stranger Things, the movie broken up in a pieces. 10. Yeah, yeah, in a 10 episode installment. And then two years later, you get a Stranger Things part two, Stranger Things part three. You know what I mean? Like. And if you look at it that way, I don't know why, but it actually helps me remember for whatever reason, <laughs> even what the fuck happened. Well, I for for big shows like that, like I'll go do a rewatch just because I like the show so much. So at least I. Yeah. But Stranger Things is a different beast because because you wait so long, the kids go from being twelve to seventeen. It's like holy shit, right? 
How is right? this isn't a year later? They, you didn't just they have to, how did how I don't remember. Yeah, okay. So this last one, the way it ended, in theory, could they just time jump like the next season? There is has to when be. they're older. Yes, it's gotta they, be. They, um, well, I, the 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 strikes didn't help, but either way, it was going to be a year and a half in right. between seasons. And they're, these kids are at an age too where they're aging. Fast. You know what I mean? Like you, when you go from like eight years old to well, eight to tw- twelve is a pretty big. Jump. No, when I, like 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 season yeah. two. Season two was fine. Season three, you're like, okay, it's a little bit. But then you had the one guy, Mike. Like he went from four foot ten to almost seven feet tall. Like he instantly was like, holy shit, the kid's tall. And you saw it a still lot had that baby face in season four. He's the one in they, Ghostbusters, right? Yes. Yeah. But they have to do they have to do some kind of time jump, and I think they are. Because I'm thinking like the way it ended, like it almost like they think everything's done. No, no. And no, you no. could no. Well, they were remember it ended and the Vecna caused the break where the upside down was slowly leaking into the real world. But did we know that? Well, yeah, no. you can kind of tell. They had the black smoke. In the no, but like, things. did our, our characters know that? Yeah, remember like all they... the remember the, the grass and the grant field they were standing in turned to gray and died like the upside down was taking over? Oh, okay. Renee, Renee Maybe like, they'll... Oh, I don't remember that. I, like, no, you I don't either. I remember the guitar solo. Well, <laughs> I, I did go I did go rewatch it again during October for Halloween. Okay. So that's why it's fresher in my memory. But I, I also like I'm a big rewatcher of things. I like rewatches. Like I just did a rewatch of the Bad Batch, which is coming back this week. Star Wars: The Bad Batch season two. No, the final. This is going to be the final season three. The final season. This is going to be it. And I know you didn't watch the animation, but I did get you to watch some Clone Wars and some Rebels. No, yeah, so look, good. I'll, and, I'll admit, and you liked it. I'll admit the the things. I, I'm glad I didn't. I will never go back and watch 22 episodes a season for five seasons of Rebels did, or something. Did, like weren't that. we just talking about how much better yeah. that TV was back then? You remember? No, things. we didn't. We did or didn't. Uh. <laughs> I think we kind of did. That's what the show is about. I right? would think Rebels has a lot of filler though, because like I feel like I got from what you showed me. I got it. I'm good. Like I, I got what I needed to get. Um, I think, I think, Clone you showed Wars, me the best of. You, I, I got did. the best episodes, so I, I'm, I can't go back. Okay. Well, what if I showed you the best of the Bad Batch? Because there okay. is the best of the Bad Batch. I'll tell you my issue with Bad Batch when because I gave it a chance. I watched the first five episodes or whatever. How, did, how were you not? And the premiere? it was from my point of view, it was. I was no the premiere. I was good. Um, that's what kept me going. Hmm. And then episode two, it's like once they got like where they took the little girl on the missions mm-hmm. reluctantly or whatever. It was like every episode was the same fucking template. Don't do anything because you're an innocent little girl and you need me to be protected. Okay, sneak off, get myself into trouble, save you. Oh, maybe we should respect you. Next episode, don't do anything because you need to be protected. Okay, sneak off. Now we need to save you. Okay, it was the same fucking shit over and over and over again. After four episodes of that, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Well, it, it they did change that in the second season, but there are certain episodes in the first season. Like I can give you a Cliff Notes version, and and you should watch it because it it is an interesting, and you're seeing a lot of that now. Like it is kind of the end of the George Lucas Clone Wars era, and it's it's big because it's still in the early days of the Empire. But I think I think what they're trying to do, and which they've done a lot with 
certain shows now, especially, you know, Clone Wars kind of helped the prequels because the prequels had such a bad reputation, but the, the Clone Wars helped explain and give more context to a lot of what happened in the prequels. Mm-hmm. So I think now with the Bad Batch, they're going to do a lot of things that are going to try to help. Now, look, I don't think it can help Rise of Skywalker because to me, that is the worst piece of shit Star Wars content that's ever been produced. I need the, to rewatch the, it because I liked it. It's terrible. It's but I'm a movie. sucker. I'm a sucker for the popcorn I, movie. <laughs> I watched it. The Dune popcorn bucket or just the regular popcorn bucket? Oh, well, it depends. Is Rhonda Shearer going to be there? Oh, you'll be up all night? <laughs> That's uh, the show. That's the yeah. show. <laughs> but uh, so it, it's it's going to try to explain Palpatine's like cloning reasons and to explain how he came back other than, hey, somehow Palpatine returned. Like that was the line from okay. the last movie, which was just dog shit. So in addition to showing the the just the end of the Clone War era, like how the clones got replaced by stormtroopers, which to me is just a fascinating Thing that, that I'm really, interested. Nobody in. really thinks about because like, oh no, they were clones. Well, yeah, well the clones, well they're actually Dude, still people. A, I'm, they're still no, people. I, I'm totally well, but because also like, if they were clones, weren't they all identical? And they're identical, now, but, they're but they each have their own personalities. Like they're not all the same robot. They're yeah, not robots. Yeah. yeah. Once you, yeah, you, you, they still you have go memories. Like, total, they still. You want to go clone theory? Have you seen the movie Multiplicity with the Michael Keaton? Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton. I was going to say wow. Batman. That's been a while. I mean, he and, was Batman. And, but but I mean, generation. like, take, yeah, he was. <laughs> so, and in the uh, last Flash movie. Oh, yeah. Which I enjoyed. But, it wasn't like, as bad as people made it out to be. You take the clone theory. It's the best DC movie made. You take the clone theory, which is not set in a bar high, by the way. Uh, once you, right, when you clone somebody, they are identical, but then the moment they start having their own experiences, then right, it's nature versus nurture. So I get that. Now, then you fast forward to Force Awakens and you get Finn and like now, like all stormtroopers, they're not even clones, right? They're just actual people. Well, well, no, even even the original Star Wars, the clones were gone. That's the whole that's the whole point. Like the Emperor. And and, and so there's an episode in season two, you know, because you're like, well, you have all these clones like you bred these you call them clones. They're still individuals. We created and bred these clones strictly to fight in a war. What happens when the war is over and there's no more fighting to do? They kept them on as soldiers of the Empire, but the Empire is like, oh, this is too and expensive. They became a not... police state, like a police force, right? But also they're like, it's too, it's too expensive to do clones. Let's just hire regular guys and we can control them better. So the whole the whole transition is just a fascinating thing. To me, and that's really what they're getting into. But they're also I think there's a debate into... about that, though. Like, really, like if you think about it, wouldn't why is cloning people? I guess the process of cloning people is more expensive because then you have to pay them a salary and they're on benefits, right? What, what, Where, so you they... have to pay for their creation. Whereas if you recruit people, you're just paying salary and benefits, right? What, 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 but what, I don't what, think you can control the people as much as you can control a clone because you have the implant. Well, well, well. So here's the thing. So Order 66, the implant forced them all to turn against the Jedi right away. But over time, they still have the experience of fighting with the Jedi and fighting for the Republic and fighting for good. And now you have this empire that's like, are we, sh- did we make the, like, they start questioning uh-huh. things. Did we make the right decision? Are we really serving the right people? Whereas if you get somebody to volunteer for your military, they're fighting for you. They believe in the empire. But the clones are like, are we sure? Because the clones so think, before the clones the clones think clones, they're good. What were they using? 
What? Well, I mean, the Empire didn't exist, so... The, but the Republic, before the clones, what was the Republic using? The Republic drones? didn't have an army. There was no army for the or Republic. Or the little the, Roger the, Roger the, guys. Those, those were the separatists. Those were the bad guys. The Roger Rogers? Yeah. Th those were the bad guys against the Republic. The Republic turned into the Empire. I got you. It was all Palpatine's master plan. Such a I'm okay, scene. yeah. But Yeah, that was in, uh, yeah. But yeah, but but anyway, so that so the final season starts up this week. I'm excited. They're releasing three episodes the first day, and then it's one a week. So I am excited that that's coming on because I think they're going to delve. It's I think it's going to get dark because at some point, a lot of the clones just get wiped out. And I, I think, think it always gonna, does. I think there's going to be like some kind of uprising, and they're going to fail, and it's going to be it's going to be dark. Well. I like the like what Ahsoka did. Like I like dark Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like I like Star Wars to be a little and again, like I get that you're gotta make content for the new generation of kids because you've got to get a new market and you want them to grow up loving Star Wars. So there's gotta be kid-friendly stuff. But at the same time, you've now got and then you've got like every age group. Because you've got people who were there from the time Star Wars began, I mean, or people our age that grew up with Star Wars as well. So you've got to give us content too. Well, so, then you even got the people who were kids during the prequels that are now adults. That are right, and that's the Ahsoka stuff is for actually more your twenty-something-year-old, the people who grew up watching Rebels and whatever. That's where I get like where when fans of Star Wars, probably even more so than Marvel, like when they get super critical of anything and everything that they do, they're like, <laughs> because it's not what they want it to be done. But again, it's not just for you. Right. It's, well, it's also it's, it's also like, like for you, everybody. You don't, just because you're a fan, you don't get to decide what it should be. Like, I loved The Last Jedi. I thought it was great. I thought it broke the mold. I thought it tried to be different. And Star Wars fans. That was J.J. Abrams, right? Or no, Ryan no. Johnson. No, that was Ryan John. But certain Star Wars fans hated it because it wasn't their Star Wars. And like he he tried to do something different and you wanted the same shit. Because remember the Force well, Awakens. Wait, no, hold on. They complained about Force Awakens for being the same shit. Because it was. Right. It was basically the first thing all Literally over. Literally the first yes. It, it was, was Tess of the Derbyfields all over again. <laughs> right. And so you complained about it being the same. They they gave you something different, then you complained about something different. Right, they're like, this isn't my Star Wars. I'm like, well, what do you want it to be? Like, you don't what get if, to decide what Star now. Wars is. What if it was a different group of people? Like, we also say, like, everybody complains. What if half the Star Wars people complained about uh, the Force Awakens being the same thing? Then the other half who enjoyed Force Awakens complained about the second one, uh... where the ones who were complaining about Force Awakens were like, and that's what I'm talking about. What and if it's not how, every Star Wars fan complaining about everything? And that's how we got Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> a piece of dog shit. <laughs> Which I have, I will, I have, I watched that movie once in the theater. I will never watch it again. I have no desire to watch that movie ever again in my life. I, I'm, I didn't hate it, it was, as much as everybody else does. I get it. Just wasn't I get good. It, it, it was, people, it was lazy. It was I get lazy. that. That's what I get. I get that, and I think. But I think, like, as far as the action scene, so, okay, so plot, the writing, like, that part of it is the weak part, but the actions part of the movie was really fun. Like, it was, again, it's it's a ride. It was a ride. I kind of like Rise of the Resistance better. 
Ride of the Resistance? Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Is that a ride? What's Rise of the Resistance? A ride? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. You're in a hotel room. What do you, you tell me? <laughs> You're going to ride the Resistance? Up all night? <laughs> That's going to be the title. <laughs> don't patrol after dark. Up all night. Up all night. I like that. <laughs> that but James is sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> ah. All right. The other thing on the uh, Conan podcast oh, is yeah. a conversation with Haley Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. And uh, she's done a few things, actually, that we've watched that we've enjoyed. Uh, she's turned her little career into something. She's like apparently one of those HBO people, I think. She's got. Oh, she was on something called Flight like, Attendant. Yeah, the Flight Attendant. I, I I did want to watch it. I haven't because I never watched Big, Big I never watched Big Bang Theory. <gasps> no, Should. I'm fine. No, I'm not going to. I, really? Yeah, it's right I'm up fine. your alley. Eh, I'm fine. It's up your it's up your alley. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I got a small alley. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just it's just didn't I don't know. I never got into it so i'm like yeah i'll pass on it all right well okay with it i think yeah flight attendant is good it's it's funny but also a good mystery kind of thing and little spy-ish type action and there were two seasons of that yeah okay well you know we should be getting survivor pretty soon right so yeah uh that starts february is that next week holy shit that we're almost at the end of february it has to be next alexa when oh i'm not home uh Find that out, Jason. When does Survivor start? All right, hold on. <laughs> and I, in in preparation, I actually went. Is it back... season forty six? Okay. I went back and watched. Oh yeah. Uh. So it was so on Paramount Plus. I've been watching old episodes of Survivor, and I'm doing this thing where I'm watching. For certain, I'm watching certain players, so I'm not even trying to watch an entire season. I'm trying to watch like I went back and watched Rob Boston Rob's Boston first Rob, season, yeah. and I watched until he got voted off, and I'm not interested in it after that. He got eliminated before the merge, right? Yes, if right I, before if the I merge. Recall. I think. Right, and and it's funny because again, going back because we look at these players, certain players, and we're like Boston Rob, one of the best of all time. That first season, he didn't do shit until like that. Like two, the, the two episodes before he was voted out. Like he didn't really activate. He just kind of laid low, right? Well, and I, then and then his, he his, his orchestrated legacy. a little bit of a manipulation on some people and got people to do something. But same thing with Sandra. So I'm watching Pearl Islands, and I'm now well into the well. Three people have been voted out from, since the merge, and she has yet. To begin playing the game, in my opinion, hmm. other than fly under the radar and just kind of whatever. Although that is kind of Sandra's whole thing, is anybody but me. But also, like she's like she rode Rupert's coattails the whole game, and then spoiler alert, she's yeah, and then she uh, even was getting duped for a few episodes. Like she was not a good player her first season. Hmm. And I really, I, I know what happens because I saw it and when it happened, but like, I am starting to realize and start to remember, like, she didn't win that season because of the way she played. She won that season because the person she was up against was so unlikable that it, uh. people weren't, people weren't voting for 
her. They were voting against the other person. Was it still a little bit of a, the bitter jury syndrome that got um like Russell Hands? Like to me, Russell Hands his season he should have won, yeah. but the, the the jury just hated yeah. him and they didn't vote for him. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Early Survivor was very much a lot of that. It was, it was where a lot the of jury a, was. A lot of we were still innocent. Yeah. We, as a society, we were still innocent. And we didn't yet understand how reality game show television worked. The iPhone has the iPhone hadn't come out yet. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. iPhone and social media hadn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nowadays, like, and it is fun and interesting to watch how like early Survivor was very much more about truly surviving on the island, and people would get voted out on like your productivity within the tribe more so than say alliances. And and alliance, but once you did an alliance, it's like if you went against the person the next week, that's what you, that was the worst thing you could possibly right, yeah, do. Right. Where now everybody's like, yeah, we're an alliance, but we also understand that we're constantly going to shift and it's fluid. Yeah, I mean, look, that's when you have a show that's been on for forty five seasons. I mean, you're gonna, it's it, it's going to change. It's gonna it's gonna be fluid. Yeah, I don't, and I, yeah. but I don't think the show ever did that. I think society did that i think well, well, one is your constant as somebody if you watch survivor for 23 years now right. 24 years as a fan you understand that so like when you go if you're a fan who goes on to play you don't get hurt your feeling your feelings don't get hurt about shit like that mm-hmm. and it is funny too how like so many things that people would say back then would never get on tv today because oh, sure. they're high on it guys i mean look right. jeff had, jeff had to change <laughs> right. that even that he did that uh, for however many years. He needed to change that. Yeah, and like Rob actually went outed some dude, uh, the one of the guys he was playing with. He was like, "You're gay, right?" Like, mm-hmm. and he even would in a, one of the diary sessions he even made a comment about it. He's like, "I think he's a little," uh, and like he made like again like a derog. It, right. The way like, Rob that's... talked about gay people, yeah, he would he would be canceled if people found out about that. Uh, he was no Amber. No Amber. <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's pretty interesting. I like it, and so I'm gonna watch this season, and then I might go and watch whatever the season Sandra came back and won her second time, just to was that, see. Was that heroes versus villains that she won? It was the it was either, yeah, I think either that or all stars. Th- no, no, because no. no, Amber won all stars. That's where Boston Rob really came out. He should have won. He should have won. won. And they voted, for but her. it was bitter jury. They were bitter. Yeah, bitter jury yep. syndrome. And Amber won, but he's really won because he married her. And then she must have won. It had to be Heroes and Villains because I, she wouldn't have won Redemption Island. Well, well, I thought that was the only one that she came. Or the only the, one that there, she came back to was Heroes or Villains until when? No, she's played Survivor like four times. Eh, you remember that one uh, time her, her and Rob were like, like oh, that's right. So that was three, and then she and the, Rob, then she and Rob played the next season. That was Winners at War, right? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Let's find out. All right. One, Sandra. Two, three. Sandra. Survivor. History. Oh, God. Check your browser history. She won the first, <laughs> You're in a she hotel won the first two seasons. She... <laughs> Up all night. <laughs> Up your alley. <laughs> All right, she won the first two seasons, Pearl Islands and then Heroes vs. Villains. Okay. Making her shows the first two-time, she's the first two-time winner. She returned for the 34th season, Game Changers, where she was the sixth person voted out. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Cause she, well, she also had a big target on her back at that point. 
Oh, they yeah. Were, they weren't about winner. to let her win it for a third time. Right. Then she was on Island of the Idols. That was the one where they built Where they were the consultants. Head. Yes. Right. Because they were the idols. And then the following year, they came for Winners at War. You're right. Okay. All right. All right. And then... She and went then, on to play Australian Survivor, Blood what? versus Water. That's I might need thing. to find this. Whoa, wait That's a minute. Is that a thing? Come fifth, on. She, yeah, she played for a fifth time on the ninth season of Australian Survivor. Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water. I was going to say, The Outback. Oh, no, that was <laughs> season two. <laughs> she put another shrimp on the body alongside her daughter, Nina. She became the second former American Survivor contestant to comp- compete on the Australian Survivor after Russell Hance. Oh, Russell. As well as being the second contestant after Rob Mariano to play the game for a fifth time. So Rob played five times. Yeah. I didn't realize Rob played that many times. Yeah, because he lost. There was, I think, Heroes vs. Villains. He had a little feud with Russell, and Rob got booted pretty early that season. And then he came back in the season with Philip. And that's the season Rob finally won. He dominated, and then he came back from Winners of War. Okay, so he's okay. And technically, he's only got a 200 batting average, which wouldn't qualify for Hall of Fame. But no, I know it's different. That's fine. So anyway, so yeah, the, the, All Stars, Heroes, Villains, Redemption Island, Island Idols, Winners at War. Yeah. The new, uh, yeah. So the new season is next. Oh, Redemption. Week. So that's where because I was trying to figure out like because because Rupert's second time playing was was not. Yeah, and he wasn't as good on that as he was his first season. Actually, I thought he made it to like the final Did he? four. I think he made it to the final four of All-Stars. Maybe I'm wrong then. Well, I will tell you this much, because I, I know you haven't seen Pearl Islands. I don't want to ruin everything, but holy shit, Rupert should have won that season. Rupert a- was in God mode the entire season. He was OP, and I'm like not even exaggerating. He would dominate. He was, he, he was OP all night? If he would, <laughs> he would have like honestly, if they, if they wouldn't have bamboozled him, okay, he might have been one of the best ever. I mean, like, because he was he was the survivalist domination, he was challenge domination. He couldn't be stopped. He couldn't be stopped until he was stopped. Until and he look, was stopped. Look, there's a lot of that in Survivor. Like, the best player doesn't always win, and it's it's yeah. tough because you know you get some of these great players like. Ozzy never won. Uh, Malcolm never won. Um, Joe, that guy Joe never won. Like just great survivor players. Just even some of them came back for multiple times. It's it's. I mean, survivor is a hard, it's a hard yeah. fucking game to win. And then you have some winners that it seems like they didn't deserve to win, and great players deserve to win and didn't win. But that's that's the beauty of the game, right? It's like best player doesn't yeah. always win. Sometimes it can get frustrating because you feel like. You know, when you're out there for however many days, the best player should end up winning, but that's just not the way it goes. It's just kind of what makes it a great game, even though it can be frustrating sometimes. But, you know, so, yeah, the new season starts Wednesday. It's going to be here before we know it. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And Rupert did play four times. Okay. Blood versus water. He played with his wife. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that season. He traded place. She got voted out first, but he traded places with her to give her a chance to play the game. Yeah. But he was unable to battle back into the game later. Yeah, I remember that. And apparently in 2011, he ran for the governor of Indiana. Oh, 
I'm guessing he lost. He launched his campaign declaring that he would seek a nomination for the Libertarian Party. He won the nomination and ran against Republican Democrat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess he didn't win because he was a third party ticket. Okay. Ah, how about that? Rupert, Governor Rupert. <laughs> governor. <laughs> no, that's the British version of. Sorry. I would have voted for him. <laughs> just for just for the entertainment value. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, so yeah, they're looking forward to Survivor coming back. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be back. I know, I'm just trying to think, like, with the strike, like, a bunch of things got delayed, but a bunch of the regular shows are coming back. But in terms of streaming, like, yeah, Stranger Things is still filming. And something, too, it's like, you see all but There's got to be a like, bunch of content about the drop, because, yeah, like, we're at the point now where post-writer's strike, things have been written, things have been shot, they're pretty much getting edited right now. Yeah, well, at least, at, especially on the, uh, like, on the network TV side, yeah, stuff's coming back, but on the streaming side, like, at this point, like, they don't, they don't fucking care. I guess they had enough stuff in the can to space out, but, like, Stranger Things <laughs> is filming, like, I don't think there's any, I'm trying to think what the next, like, Bad Batch is coming out, but there's no new Star Wars or Marvel TV show, I don't think. Anything. Was there, what, so, like, besides Star Wars and Marvel, because it does feel like that's a lot of what we've been watching for the last couple yeah. of years, what... Like like a returning series, because it doesn't. That's the other thing. I guess maybe we think about like TV versus streaming and the the way things are now. You only get about three seasons of something, which which isn't all, which is isn't necessarily terrible. Like a bunch of shows probably are only three seasons worth. And I'm trying to think of what's returning. Like like White Lotus I, is filming right now, so that's not coming back anytime soon. Like we got Curb now, so that's bad. So oh, by the way, White Lotus, I have to admit that I was wrong about that show. Oh yeah. I gave it a watch and we couldn't put it down. We finished both seasons within like a one and a half week time frame. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I don't know what I was thinking whenever I didn't like it, but for, I, I, was, like- I was just maybe in the wrong frame. I didn't know what it was supposed to be. And so I went in thinking something and it wasn't that maybe, I don't know. It just felt very, very weird. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny or not the first time. And now I get it. Like, yes, it is funny. Like, what, is it a comedy? I still don't, I couldn't say if it's a comedy or not, but it's, it's a mystery. It's a, it's a dramedy. drama. It's a drama. Yeah. A dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's definitely would would have to be aired late at night on yeah. USA. Up. Oh. <laughs> well, there is so there is a new limited series called Shogun that's about to come out on FX Hulu. Apparently, it's it's like 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like the the reviews are like breaking records. It's supposed to be amazing. But it's on it, FX, you say? It's gonna be on FX slash Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is, Shogun. Oh, actual... wait, that's not out yet, is it? No, it, it's not out yet. It comes out, I think, next week. But it, it, it apparently... It, it? Uh, the guy... I mean, shit, I don't know. Actually, I think I think the girl... Did you watch Monarch on Apple Plus? The Godzilla yes. series? Yeah. The girl, the daughter, Kate. The daughter. Okay. I think, she, yeah. I, I think she's in it. And then the guy who... If you saw his face, you'd recognize him. Like, he popped up in Avengers... Um, Endgame, he was the one that um, Hawkeye killed with the sword when they were in the rain when he was Ronan. 
I know, I know, yeah, I know who I think I know who but, you're talking like, about. I, like he's been in the Mortal Kombat movies. Like he's been in a lot of shit. Like if you saw him, if you saw his face, you recognize him. I think he's in it too. I don't know who is else he is older. In it. Like oh, like yes, yeah. He's he's probably about sixty at least. He was in Lost. No, no, yes. I'm thinking of someone no. else. Wait, no, was he, he the guy? No, he, he was the Temple guy. No, no, yes, he was. The he was guy. the Temple guy in Lost. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, I was, I was watching the Fringe two part season finale of season four last night. And Charlotte from Lost showed up, and she played like a victim. And of course, yep. we're like, "Yeah, I don't. I think she's a bad guy." And sure enough, she was a bad guy. Yes, classic. She plays, Charlotte. She plays a good bad guy. <laughs> classic Charlotte. <laughs> okay, yeah, dude, I love seeing like Lost people show up in JJ Abrams and everywhere. Damon Lindelof stuff. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. Yeah, going back and or, watching Fringe and seeing all or, the people uh, show what's up. her name and uh, the, uh, Penny showing up in uh, For All Mankind. Oh yeah, not just showing oh, up, but like owning the shit, being a main. Yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But so there is a new, there is a new show on Apple Plus called Constellation. It's in space and it's got Jonathan Banks who played Mike Ehrmantraut on Breaking Bad. Mike, the old cantankerous bald enforcer yeah. from Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's in it. It, it involves space. That's all I know. I don't know any. I'm in. I, I've heard enough. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, Apple Plus Mike in been, space. Got it. Apple Plus has been pretty good about a lot of their shows. Not a lot of. They also quantity, do space really well. Like, it, yeah. Because like, you got For All Mankind, sci-fi. Yeah. You got your Monarch. Yeah. I still haven't watched. Um, so there's. I haven't watched Silo and I haven't watched um, Foundation. Foundation is good. So I may have said this before. So Foundation, there's a. it's a book series by Isaac Asimov, who also wrote iRobot. The book, oh, not yeah. the planet. Oh. And what about the TV show? He's widely considered, <laughs> widely considered the father of science fiction. And oh. so, that's uh, not George Lucas. <laughs> that's what George Lucas wants you to believe. Ah. So the uh, it's a five book series. Uh, it's hard to explain, but yeah. So like, it's this. You don't saga okay. that's told over the course of thousands and thousands and thousands oh. of years. Oh. And like so book 1 happens within a certain time frame and then when you get to book 2 it's like a thousand years later. Oh, and geez. then book 3 is like another thousand years later or something. Hmm. And so it's not really the same characters but it is the same characters because it's also way in the future where things can happen. Is, is, is and it's it, science is this, fiction. Is this the Clone Wars? It's not the Clone Wars. It's real people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there are, it, it actually, so the way the story leads to, like, the way the last book ends is kind of like the beginning of iRobot in a weird way. At least to, to the point where, like, that's, so he's the, so Isaac Asimov is the guy who created the three laws of robotics, as far as I understand. I never watched the, the robot. So, but you are familiar with the three laws of robotics of AI, like how a robot cannot do metal, any action. Uh, and <laughs> Skynet will take over. That's rule two, and then rule three. We see all they die. broke the road. See, that's why the Terminator is not real. So the first, if you're going to make an AI, the first rule, the law of robotics, is that a robot cannot do anything that will bring harm to a human. Well, we know that's number work. rule number two, and or a robot must listen to. I don't know what the rules are exactly, but basically, it's to protect them from destroying they're, us. They're fluid rules. Yeah. Well, the whole story of iRobot is that the robot used its own logic to think that the best way to protect humans is to enslave them. Um, because you've you've got to protect them from causing harm to each other as well. Okay. And so in order to stop them from causing harm to each other, I must enslave you and stop you from potentially doing that. So I'm doing you a favor by conquering you. 
Hopefully they found Dennis Allen. <laughs> what? I don't know. See, we're bringing it back to Saints somehow. <laughs> See, this is a Saints podcast. And that's, that's it. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Maybe he is a robot. Uh, so anyway, robots don't, robots don't apologize for running up I'd the be, score. Right, right. They just that, that's, that's the first rule of head coaching robotics. Is you never apologize for... <laughs> You never apologize to the a the opposing team, especially not your rival. Your fucking rival. Yeah. Oh god damn it! I knew we'd get back to Saints at some point. (laughs) That's good. We gotta get back to Saints. See, we it's Saints talk. It's Saints talk. Yeah, Saints talk. (laughs) That's that's the cold open. Play the intro. (laughs) (laughs) We got we got our Saints talk out of the way early. What's up, Houdat Nation? (laughs) (laughs) Longest cold open in history. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show was the cold open. That's it. See what we did there? Yeah. You're like, what is this? Is, the, did, they, did they just accidentally uh, keep 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 the record button on? This, this this whole entire episode, there is no intro. The next episode starts with an intro with no cold open because the entire cold open is, is the is the like <laughs> this episode is the cold open to the next episode. Oh my god. <laughs> they call that a teaser. <laughs> the cold open after dark. Yeah. It gets cold at night. <laughs> oh man, that's I good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so, so one thing we did mention it um, on the show today when we're talking about the Super Bowl is the Deadpool trailer, which came out and shattered, oh yeah 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 and just shattered records. Um, it looks awesome. Now it is, you know, due to strikes and whatever else. Um, it is the only MCU movie coming out this year, which is good. I mean, they did kind of need. Yeah, a I don't think that's the problem. I think they're realizing that they shouldn't do as much content. Well, I, that's that's really what that's really what got them. But also, I, I so I was thinking about this. Like the trailer broke records for most viewed in the first twenty four hours. So Deadpool is going to be a fucking smash hit. It's going to make a billion dollars. It's going to make a shit ton of money. I think this is going to reinvigorate the MCU because now there's going to be a purpose to the multiverse. And then we just had our, hey, here's the casting for the Fantastic Four that's coming out. So there is excitement about what's coming down the pipeline. But I'm wondering if, is Deadpool going to be a one-off because Deadpool is just so popular and you're reuniting him with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine? Is this going to be a one-off or is Deadpool really going to going to kind of like wake up and kickstart the MCU to get back to like, all right, our movies are going to be good again. People are going to be excited again. They're all going to do well again. I think my my cynical side says even if they're going to open the Pandora's box with this, which they need to, that it's not going to be this because Deadpool is a specific brand. It's a specific type of movie. Even the fact that he breaks the fourth wall, all the it's super rated R. I mean, all that stuff they they can't do with like Avengers and all these other movies. You can't they can't do that. No, but maybe it does. You know, because a lot of things are about perception. I think now people are the perception is yeah. Well, Marvel's in a slump. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna go out and watch everything. Even though like I thought Loki was great and look. Certain movies haven't done well, like the Marvels. It was a fun movie. It didn't deserve to get. I liked the Marvels. I, I, yeah, I, I did too. It didn't deserve to be crushed like it did. But but there's this, you know, it's just 
the way was that the, one particular musical scene that was just absolutely yeah it was it was uh, it was people out should of left be field. fired for right that. right it was out of left field it didn't make any sense but overall yeah i thought the movie was fun it didn't need to bomb but i think there's just this perception of yeah that and then it comes out you know people just have this expectation oh this movie's gonna suck so they're not gonna go see it so they don't see it and they kind of you know the causality. Well, the and, and the unfortunately, egg. I hate to. I mean, I hate this about the society we live in. Is I think there's also a large group of people that are, quote unquote, they're not like protest protesting the movie, but refused to see the movie because they're tired of the quote wokeism in Marvel, and they didn't want to. They wouldn't support a three female led movie, which I think is completely like ludicrous and stupid that people are gonna be like, eh, I'm not gonna support anything unless it's a straight white male. Like that, yeah, that you're, all you're doing there is reinforcing why people <laughs> feel like yeah. they need the representation. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was fan. I thought it was. I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was a great. Yeah. The cat scene. Hello. I mean, yeah. that was awesome. It, it was. It was fast paced. Like it wasn't a that movie was only like an hour and a half. Like it wasn't yeah. like a two and a, you know most of these movies nowadays are two two and a half hours. They packed a lot into it, and I like yeah. the way they explained how they put it together. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was well yeah. done. I really think that if you like, it's just like what is the real issue that people have with Marvel? And I really think it comes down to that. It's like the old, like Damon used to say, it's like you have sex with a supermodel and that was Endgame. After that, nothing compares. So in this case, you had Endgame, you had Infinity War, you had Endgame, you had the 20 movie, all going yeah. into that. You had all the crossovers through Captain America and Avengers and all that stuff. Everything was everything. And then every, so everything after that is just a letdown and what people people are waiting for, they want like it's almost like or like they had a hardcore drug and and now aspirin ain't gonna cut it. Right. And they're waiting for the, I think the crossover shit. That's what they want. They want to see the characters interact, which is why people are looking forward to this because why it's Deadpool teaming up with Wolverine. Well, in addition it's, to all the variants that are rumored to yeah to to appear, but 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 also they it's like they kind of made the mistake. It's like okay after Endgame. They honestly should have just taken a year off. They should have not put anything out to give people a breather to like sit yeah. back. And the whole Black Widow thing was really yeah. Why that, did they like that? Should have come out before everything. Yes, yeah, that was all weird. But it's weird. So it's like they honestly should have just taken a year break and get, let people. Hey, let's reset. This was awesome. Like this is unprecedented in cinema. If you think about it, the the whole. Infinity yeah. Saga, completely unprecedented in cinema. Take a year off, give everybody a chance to breathe, and then they, come they, back yeah. and do everything. And yet they kind of doubled down and just went, we're going to throw out all this all this content you know, right away because – Well, they needed we, it for streaming. They needed yes, it to sell yeah, Disney+. Right. Now we have a streaming service. We have to justify people paying for the streaming service. It's kind of the, the Disneyfication of, hey, now we got to turn a profit on this shit regardless yeah. of – Yep, you know, and it, they it, haven't. If, if I'm not mistaken, Disney Plus is not profitable yet, right? It's they're losing less money now than they were six months ago, mm -hmm. but that's only because of the slowdown of production. But it, right. again, it's and like it goes back to like, you know, I'm big theme park, I'm a big theme park person, but the way they're running the parks, like all you can tell, like all the people that were around when Walt and the people created the parks and got people to love the parks. That gave they gave the audience what they wanted. All these people are gone now, so now you're left with 
MBAs, whoever who just look at numbers and don't look at what's good for the business, they just look what's going to be more profitable and they're they, and they shortchange everything. And it's they, okay and to look to at the number. It is okay to well, look I mean, at things I mean, and say, okay, if we do this, it's good. Like the clearly the the numbers don't lie. The number the, the statistics tell us that if we do this, it's going to yield this much revenue. The problem though is that they're they're doing it. You like, there's they, no creativity and imagination. They lost right, in, in they, the execution of it. So deciding what to do is fine. It what to do is fine, but they're not giving you a, a strong experience because the right they, they don't have the the artist the the they, dreamers well they that they, they, used they, to have. they lost they lost the actual experience of people who knew hey the go out and about what, what what are the people telling us what do they want they they lost all that they completely lost all that and now I think there's a part of it too that when you try to be all things to all people yeah that's that's tough too you can't do it right that you yeah. pick you need to pick your market and go for it you can't but but yeah it, it's but it was so strange after endgame they went the opposite way and just pumped out all this content and now people are like oh there's a more new marvel show every six months who cares like it's, it's not special anymore well not only that but again like and the the quality suffered the, well, it's almost it's almost like again it's it goes back it's the lazy form it's like bad batch right it's the lazy formula every every movie is essentially the same thing there is a marvel formula to it mm-hmm. well and also i mean if you think about it even during maybe the superhero saga, movies just need a break you know like they would only release one two i mean every once in a while like three movies a year now you're releasing two and three movies and two and three series they just got yeah. spread thin and they couldn't control the quality and the quality suffered. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they're now, I think they're now acknowledging that and are getting back on track. So they had to, they totally scrapped the old daredevil show that was, they already filmed a bunch and like, yeah, we're scrapping that. We're coming back and actually having a TV showrunner and running <laughs> it like an actual TV show. <laughs> but I, I do think it's going to pay off because I did like the little echo show that came out on Hulu. It's a five episode, very tight. Kingpin was back. It wasn't really connected to the universe at large, which is good. You didn't have to watch a bunch of other things. I thought it was good to set him up, and I think I think the new Daredevil show is going to be really good. Whenever they, whenever it comes on, who knows what the timeline is going to be? But you're going to get the Punisher. You're going to get Kingpin. You're going to get Daredevil. Um, I think that's going to work, and I just hope. Yeah, I, I think they learned their lesson, and I, I think going forward. The, the quality is gonna is gonna improve. So I don't think Daredevil is gonna be a one off. Now look, I think Daredevil. I mean, not Daredevil. I'm sorry, Deadpool. I think Deadpool is probably gonna make like one and a half, maybe two billion dollars. I think Deadpool is gonna be a smash when it comes out. There's a lot of intrigue Ryan Reynolds, about. Maybe. Well, but you also have a lot, a lot of intrigue about all the other characters that are come on, which is which is good for the trailer. Like the trailer didn't show a lot. Honestly, I watched the trailer and I walked away thinking, oh, wow, it's just the two of them. It's not all the X-Men. They did show a guy who played Pyro from the old X-Men movies. But the good thing is, like, they didn't show like there's so many more people they're going to show in this movie. But in any future trailer, like, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to be spoiled anymore. Like, that's all I need. As far as I'm concerned, I don't even need need to watch another trailer. The sad thing is because I was some actor. I think it was on the. It was uh, the, the workaholics guys that this is important podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about that trailers. The, the problem with trailers nowadays is like the Hollywood people 
want to put everything in the trailer because they feel like if we show you all this stuff, you're going to come to see the movie where they're like, we know that's stupid. Don't give everybody everything because that's the whole point of going to the movie is right. I hate when I watch a trailer and I'm like, well, I don't need to see the movie. I just saw everything I need to see. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree. Like Deadpool is going to be one of those where it's going to fill the seats. It's going to sell tickets. And I don't think it's going to be a letdown. It's definitely not going to be a letdown, but I also think it's going to be a good, a good thing for Marvel to get it to get like a hit back under and get people like, all right, I think. Yeah, but I think nope. your the original thing you were saying is uh, what I worry about is it's a one it's a one off it's it's right. the it's a hit because it's Deadpool it's Ryan Reynolds it's self aware it's all the and it's the X Men it's the surprise element it's all those things that you're not going to be able to reproduce. Well, and look, the, e- even in the history of the MCU, yeah, you've had. Big, big, some big movies, some bigger than others. Like this is, you know, th- whatever the next MCU movie that comes out, it's not going to make as much money as Deadpool. But yeah. I still think it's going to be a good. Like I still think it's going to be a quality movie, and I think it'll do well enough at the box box office. I don't think they're going to flop anymore. I think I'm thinking. But you know what else? So, right, so think about going back to like why everybody got excited. Like that first Avengers when you saw Iron Man, Hulk, oh. Thor, and Cap come together. And it was because you had seen a couple of Iron Man movies. You've seen a Cap movie. You've seen a few of them. If you look at Phase 5, we have not seen a, quote, part two of anyone that was introduced. Like, where's Shang-Chi 2? Like, if you want me to care about Shang-Chi and the moment that he shows up with the Avengers, I don't even know who he is anymore. It's been forever. It feels like it's too long. I they keep I, giving us here's a new here's a new hero. No, you don't like him. Here's a new hero. You don't like him. What, here's what, a new hero. You don't like her. Well, it is kind of the one thing. It's like, and that's they did it through through several movies and several TV shows. They introduced all these characters, but they haven't brought them back in anything. Like I'm desperate. Like I want to Shang Chi. I love Shang Chi. I thought that movie was great. I'm surprised that there hasn't been a Shang Chi two yet. Right. Right. Like, or at least have him appear in well a, in Spider Man or something like. I was or Doctor say, Strange, should... multiverse, like get have him make a cameo, right here or there, instead of bringing in. Uh... What do you think Deadpool's for? Aha! All right, all right. You know, th- maybe that's going to be the secret to Deadpool. All the other characters: She Hulk, Moon Knight, uh, Shang Chi, uh, Hawkeye, will make an appearance. Everybody's just going to show up in Deadpool. It's like, oh yeah, I remember them because because <laughs> they know. Everybody's gonna see Deadpool. Well, it'd be cool if Deadpool actually goes through and he and like he goes in. And he's like, uh, when he, he's like Moon Knight, he's like, you, yeah, you're okay. She Hulk, yeah, no, not so much. Next one, you, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, like, hand picks which ones move forward. <laughs> it's it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's. Possible. I mean, he is Marvel Jesus. Marvel Jesus. That's awesome. That's gonna be funny. That's awesome. I, I, that's what I can't wait for is the fourth wall stuff. I just hate that we have to wait four and a half. Just months a couple ago. of months. Yeah. You got Survivor in between. You got Survivor in between. Yeah, and I guess we'll have the Saints draft in between. <laughs> Trying to bring it back Saints. to Saints. Hey, I, yeah. I'll have I'll have hopefully a good Pelicans playoff run. Fingers crossed. So yeah, the Saints will be drafting, and they're going to be drafting a shit player that we'd never heard of. The question is, at what point does Lattimore leave? Well. 
Is he's he one that we have to hold on till June first or something? I mean, he's he's under contract. The problem is, it sounds like they've structured his deal where they want to trade him. It's like I don't want to fucking trade him. I think it's so stupid. Well, I don't want to trade him either, as far as his talent. But I mean, if he refuses to play for Dennis Allen, you got to get rid of him. What's the point? It's again, it's just like Michael Thomas. What's the point of keeping a great guy on a roster if he's never going to play on the field? Well, I but... get it. I want him to play, but if the reality is he won't. You gotta cut. You cut. Cut your losses. I just think it's a bad decision to choose Dennis Allen over Marshawn Lattimore. Well, that decision's already made. So at this point, you just gotta go with what what the decision is. Uh, but I don't want. I don't. Wanna, I'm not gonna like it. Uh, I didn't you know, no, but you gotta accept it. Down. Accepting it and liking it are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, Family Guy lightsaber old guy. Right. With the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. I, I hate it, and they're like, and then we're gonna have to take a cap hit for trading him, and our cap's already fucked anyway. It's like, this is such a stupid decision. Like, That's I'm sorry. Yeah, he doesn't like Dennis it. Allen. Well, you idiots made the, the mistake of keeping Dennis Allen. Like, don't fuck us by trading. Lattimore, and now we're down a, a good, a great cornerback, and you're you're relying on a depot and yeah. But we all right, think about it. Our our defensive backs played well this year without him. That's we what also they're looking played at well, too. We also played be- well with him. We yeah, but if you can play well without him, but yeah, I agree with you. Like if right, if if you could get rid of him, and it actually helps your cap situation, it's not, not just this but year, but gonna... in the future. Well, then, a lot of yeah, a lot of, of other things are going to wreck our cap in the future. I'm not I'm not going to blame. But, right, but, but you see what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, like if if it, unless it's going to help you financially, don't get rid of him. I mean, I guess. Look, I guess don't get rid of him. Be, he needs he, to step up and be a pro- professional. That's the other thing. If he doesn't like Dennis Allen, grow up. You're being paid yeah, millions of dollars. Yes. Fucking suck it up, and play. Kind of like what was the Cam Jordan interview that even Cam Jordan or somebody made a comment? I Cam can't Jordan where I was saw yeah. It. Cam Jordan was kind of throwing like, "Hey, maybe we need a culture shock in the locker right. room." But but he seemed like he was throwing shade at Dennis Allen. Oh, he definitely he it. definitely was. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. Which which goes, just goes to show you, like keeping Dennis Allen was a bad decision. Like players that know winning culture also know, you know, they like, "Hey, this isn't a winning culture. This is a losing culture." But you're keeping this loser. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't but like. Also, at the same time, all these like I get they I get that if their morale is down, this and the other. I don't mind like a Cam Jordan who's like, look, I'm not happy with Dennis Allen, but I'm going to show up and play every week. That's a respect to Cam Jordan, right? He didn't say he's like, he didn't say, say he's going to play Thomas, well. But he's gonna whether play. yeah, well, he can't play well anymore. Oh right. Well, it, so Michael Thomas, if he, I don't know the truth, but like if he. Could have come back, but wouldn't hurry back. He's if not, Lattimore he's not could have come back, but didn't hurry back. I'm talking about people who got hurt right, and right. didn't come back and play fast or at all. And the rumors that are out there are that maybe they could have, but they chose not to because they don't like Dennis Allen. Like that kind of shit. Like, I don't. It's just I don't have a lot of respect for you. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Shut the fuck up. Get out there and do your job. Yeah, it just it sucks because I know like I get their point with Dennis Allen, but yeah, like you're getting paid a lot of money. Go out and play. If something happens, great. Like yeah. now, now look if we can if we can get a first like, round pick for Lattimore. Like, what is the issue with Dennis Allen? He's a he's not good. He's just but like, what is it about? Like what? Like I'm I'm I mean I know that, but like I'm he's trying, a like, dud. What? He's just a what, dud. Like, 
He's a nothing. How he's is somebody dud. that Dudley? Like, how are you? He's a good coordinator. That Dudley. He's, he's not a. Not everybody is meant to to sit at, at the head of the table. He's a good. He's a good uh, lieutenant. He's is not he a good like head a, guy. He, he's a good nerd. He's a good. He's smart. He's is, is like this is what I'm trying to get to. Like, is he? He's a smart football strategist. He he's just he's not a leader right? of men. He's a smart yeah, he's football not a strategist. Yeah, he's not a leader like I said, of men. He's he's a good lieutenant. He'll on the battlefield. He'll he'll help you out if he's got wrong. A... No, no, I, you don't want him on the battlefield. You want him in the strategy room. You, you, you want, want him move. designing the attack. Yeah. And then you let somebody else go out on the battlefield. That's the problem. We're sending this guy out on the battlefield. And that was the- we're sending the scientist who designed the weapon to go out and lead the. You know, he's not the Rock. He's not Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, no, definitely not. He's more like a doink. <laughs> he's not Deadpool. No, he is definitely not Deadpool. <laughs> he is not the Saints Jesus. No. Oh God, no. That was breezes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been three three days. Where Breeze didn't come back in. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah. This is a good one. I think that's a good uh yeah. That, was, that was a good uh idea of what you're gonna get from the Dome Patrol after dark. That's right. Maybe we call it's it Dome season. Patrol. We might call it Dome Patrol up all night. I mean I, I kinda like it. Yeah, I was gonna say after dark or up all night could work too. Yeah, maybe we can also. So, what's the identity of it? Is it is it TV, movie, entertainment, or just anything Jason and Jeff want to talk about? Anything we want to talk about. All I right, mean, look, and and maybe a little Saints. I mean, think about it. we talked Saints. We did. We we met the we met the quota. We we established like, the check. I mean, we we talked five ten minutes of Saints at the end. Oh, plenty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like it'll be, it's not going to be strictly pop culture. Like we'll talk about other sports. Like you know, I'll talk about the Pelicans, and I'll talk about Tiger Woods. Tennis when he doesn't get sick. I don't. I don't think I'm a pickleball. Uh, it is the fastest growing sport in America. Baseball. Yeah, if if it warrants, it's just kind of whatever, whatever's the story of the day. All right. You know, it'll be sports and pop culture with a little bit of Saints mixed in. All right. All right. Well, that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our listeners for downloading each week and telling all your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast, After Dark, up all night. (laughs) Follow us on all socials. Search for Dome Patrol podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Give each episode a five-star rating, comment, set up auto-download so you can listen to the Dome Patrol podcast anytime and anywhere. Say bye-bye, donkey. Bye-bye, up all night, donkey. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.